Welcome to the show where everything you feel, see, and hear will be expressed. This is the boys in the barrio with your host, Bentley Flores, and my co-host and cousin, Kevin Cruz. We're putting live from Houston, Texas. Hope you enjoy the show. Just another day in the heart of the south side of Just a youngster Early on I learned you can hang with busters The only way to make it, boy, you gotta hustle I put that on my fam, best believe, for sure It's puro pinche body, puro pinche body The Mexicans they rich, I feel like Lottie Dottie I rap in Houston, Texas, rap in Houston, Texas You see us in the VI pulling all the viejas See, people don't appreciate how hard you grind Until you blow up and now you're hard to find You're blowing up my line, blowing up my line You're like a male bopper, man, you're out of line These people on my dick, cause I'm hot right now Wanna blow me up, cause I'm hot right now Never use a car, but I'm hot right now Wanna hustle money, this I can't right now These people on my dick, cause I'm hot right now Wanna blow me up, cause I'm hot right now Never use a car, but I'm hot right now Wanna hustle money, this I can't right now I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't right now we're about to do another interview for uh, the Ching, uh, actually, Chingo Bling, emocionado, for the Eighth Wonder event of uh, DJ Screw. Thank you everybody for coming through, and actually thank you for everybody who streamed live. And uh, we're actually about to interview Chingo Bling for a little bit, who came through. Thank you for kicking it with us on the podcast, on the Boys in the Barrio podcast. It's the Boys in the Barrio. What up, what up, Chingo Bling here. We here, man, at the uh, Eighth Wonder Brewery for the Screwville. It's going down. Thank you, man. Thank you for kicking it with us. And I know it takes a lot out of your time to come and kick it with us, but I appreciate it, man, for, for real. For sure, for sure. Um, I actually wanted to ask you, man, um, this is the first one you, you've you actually came to? Uh, yeah, I wasn't here last year, but uh, Donkey Boy uh, gave me a heads up. We're actually filming a music video right now, so that's why I'm dressed kind of crazy. Uh, and, uh, he we told just, me about it. Yeah, we just took a quick little break, and uh, we stopped by, show love, and then we're going to get back to work. And we're actually filming at Donkey Boy's art studio later on. Se me ocupas ahí, o voy? Con los extras. Okay. The extras. Thank you for coming through um, again to the podcast. Honestly, dude, you don't know what this means to me. Like dope, having dope. you in here, I admire your grind. I admire what you do. You're always doing something crazy, man. Like it seems like everything you think of, you actually put it in action. Oh, okay, dope. Shit, I wish. <laughs> no, I, I mean even even the uh, emojis. Like, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. That, that was a six-month-long process, and and we even got bootlegs. So, so it took me forever. I invested uh, some bread into it. You know, I had to pay. You know, the graphic designers that did all the logos. I had to pay the coding guy that did all the engineering side of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know, driving to San Antonio to try to go have meetings to figure out certain things because it's my first app. Correct. So it's a, it's a big investment of time too. You know, six months in. And then we launch it, uh, it gets thousands and thousands of downloads the first day, and then some cat in Vietnam just took took the code and basically burned it like you would burn a CD. So pretend pretend Beyonce is somebody spends three million in the studio uh, making an album, right? A disc. And then somebody, you know, off the street, which I don't knock the hustle. Somebody yeah. off the street just goes and burns it for the people at the barbershop or whatever. 
So in essence, that's what homeboy did. Um, so so yeah, you know, so it is what it is. There, there is a specific person that did it. Yeah, his name's on there, and we're we're actually emailing him and Apple. It's like a it's an email. We emailed Apple, and then Apple replied, copying him, and said, "Hey, y'all need to figure it out. We don't know who's who or what's going on." And then the little the guy uh, the bootlegger, he's like, "Well, I'll think about taking it down once y'all present proper documentation." And, right. I, and but he has my face as his little icon for the app. And I'm like, man, I, I need. Fell, fell. I'm like, damn, proper documentation. It's like you got my name, all my logos, like everything. So my man over here is gonna bootleg you, and then actually say, do you have proper well, documentation? Well, this this is why I say that because he probably don't even know what the hell a chingo bling is. Yeah. <laughs> he probably, yeah, exactly. He probably searched something like, what's a hot app right now that people are searching that's selling real good, yeah. so I can just go jacking. That's probably what he did. Uh, I don't know how you get that information. But I'm assuming that's all he did because he's he's in Vietnam, and uh, his English wasn't that good either. When he replied to the email, <laughs> you know, when he replied to the email, he sounded like one of my tios or somebody. Like, well, when the proper uh, documentation was maybe I don't know, uh, take it down, everybody. Everybody like it, the app. I don't know. You know, I bet you his English is real good too. He just heard that legal issue. He was like, well, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, just straight. It, it's you know. And that's you know what's crazy about it is like people say there's kick doors in the street and there's robberies in the street. Some of the biggest kick doors and robberies are, are done through the internet and and through like a dude with a briefcase and a suit. You know what I'm saying? So if somebody oh man this dude jacked me for two hundred dollars, that ain't really like a big deal. But it's it's some big corporate thugging going on. That that's what a real robbery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, no you've been hustling for a while, man. Like, I remember when... uh are saying I'm old, bro. Oh, nah. Nice. Damn, that that way, on it, man. No, I'm old. I'm old. I ain't tripping. Como crees? Hey, wait. I'm a classic way. I'm like nah, a 6 go. Nah, there dude. There you go, bro. Everybody remembers you from, like, uh, rocking the boots with the Nike check. You yeah, get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you ever get shit back from that? Like, from not uh, putting the Nike check on the nah, boots? No, I never got uh, I never got in trouble by Nike. I just said I did during the MTV interview. Yeah. Uh, MTV came and interviewed me, and uh, I was nervous. And I just wanted to freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to freestyle, say something, something like, ah, it's there, and the Nikes, uh, my lawyer, sorita right now, no se puede, excuse me, everybody, I appreciate it, no talk about the Nikes. See, that's a hustle mentality, you already were like, man, let me Well, because, you know, because I know how people like to gossip. No doubt. I know how the, 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 you know, public relations is like just rumors on a larger scale, so Correct. I said, let me just kind of throw that out there in the mix, and, uh, you know, people, you know. People believe it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you also have a. Don't you have a taco? A taco truck. I had. I had a taco right? truck. I had a taco truck. And they stole it. They stole it. Uh, they stole it illegally. They stole it illegally because um, we had it parked at a flea market. It was, it was right off the freeway on 45 South and Monroe. It used to be a flea market. Now it's like an Asian uh, shopping oh, center. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, we had permission from the owners of the of the um, shopping center, the flea market. All we really wanted to use it is as a billboard, you know what I'm saying? We used it at one of the DJ Screw events, but mainly more than anything, it was like a billboard and like a prop. Correct. Right, right. So we had it parked on the side and it said they can't deport a song. And uh, that was the name of the album that was going to come out. And because it had that written on there, it really rubbed people the wrong way. So they shot it up, they uh, they, they towed it illegally, and um, when we went to the, to the tow place, and I think we had to go to court for it, we're like, hey, we had permission to park here. Who called? We told the tow truck people in front of the judge. Who made this phone call to tow this truck? 
Uh, I don't know. Just somebody just called me. So if anybody just called you, you just go and tow. You know what I'm saying? It's, and he felt like a dummy, but yeah. it's like is towed illegally. You had no business removing that vehicle from that spot. Right. Um, and my point is, it's all because it had a statement on it that pissed people off. It's about immigration. How do you feel about that, man? I mean, I see it from both sides. I see, um, but I see both sides. But the problem is that a lot of times the politicians they get behind a certain side, and it's just bullshit. So at the end of the day, people say something on TV. Oh, we need to da, 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 da. like you know, for instance, Donald Trump saying like, we need to do this, we need to do that. But yet his suits and his hats are made in China. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, bro, you talking about keeping jobs in America or whatever, but everything in Walmart is made in China. Yeah. On 4th of July, on 4th of July, I walked into like Academy or Wa it was Walmart, I'm sorry. I walked yeah. into Walmart. I said, for kicks, let me look at all this USA stuff they got. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, just yeah. look at the tags just for kicks. I'm picking up American flags made in China. Yeah. yeah. Everything that, that, made in China. That is true. Actually, so, the Korean Matter Academy to be, to be so fair. So the problem is, as, as a country, like culturally, from, from being young, we're not being taught to how to make shit. You know what I'm saying? All our industries, they get shipped out everywhere else. So so we mad at other, uh, at other countries, but we need to be mad at ourselves for not knowing how to do shit. You True. know what I'm saying? That, if you that, complaining about, all oh, the VCR, well, make a fucking VCR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't feel like making a VCR and you want a cheap 20... I'm sorry, why VCR? DVD player, right? That's, I'm old. <laughs> no, but the, nah, nah. Like, I'm, I'm co-signing with you no, right but now. No, that, 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 that's reality, though. That's really... It started with the whole VCR thing. Everybody wanted to get a VCR after well, a while. VCR was cheap, man. The problem is this. We want shit cheap, but then we want to bitch about not having the job for making it cheap. True. So the problem is, hey, if you really want to keep jobs here, then we just got to pay more for stuff. And we got to shop local. We yeah. got to support people like Absolutely. Eighth Wonder, support each other, support each other's podcasts. You know Mom what I'm saying? Mom and Pop like, Shop, yeah. If you build local, then you grow together. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you're right. And you touched upon Walmart. Walmart first started, they were made in America. That was one of the biggest things, right? So that's when all their products, yeah. everything they had made in America. And of course, they just got big corporations looking for ways to get cheaper. Yeah. So like a lot of companies, they move from America, they move over to other countries where you don't have to pay as much for labor. So you're absolutely right, man. You got to support your local you know, businesses, period. Yeah, old Mr. Uh, Sam Walton, he started... He started it, you know, small scale. His things were like Dollar Generals. That's how Walmart was. True. He would post up in areas where there was no Kmart. That was like his big competitor, right? Oh, there ain't no K uh, Kmart in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm gonna build a little, um, a little Walmart. And he built it from there. But then, you know, he died. People get greedy, and shit just starts getting too damn big. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta scale it back. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. I know we got all these rocks and stuff out here, you know, people playing around. But you got a good point, though. Um, and that's what it kind of gets me too, man. I think, and like you said, it's the greed, right? Because once they pass away, then people reach for that money, and all of a sudden they're looking at expansion, and they start getting away from what they. I really mean, it's the American way, bro. Like, it's the American way. When when people look at here, here's some trippy shit. It's a little off subject, but there are so many unhappy people because we always feel like we don't have enough. Even though, even if your bank account is straight, it's always like, yeah, but I need more. But because it's the cycle of the United States, like you work, you spend it. And then you go, it's it's, it's the same consume, circle. Yeah, yes, consume. it's always, if you think about it, the money is never ours. It's never ours it's because the money is just keep going in a circle. The, yeah. the government has it, then we get it again. Income tax, 
For example, they give us that money back. In reality, that money is never really ours. We're going it, boy. Income tax balling. Rush. Yeah. No balance. I got to get TED TVs for no reason, you know? I mean, that's what we do, you know? So, I mean, it, it's sad, but it's reality. But at the same time, it's crazy when people, for example, I come from an immigrant family, but it's crazy when they want to kick us out, and all we're trying to do is get a better life. You get what I'm saying? Like, you, you know what it is, bro? It's one of my theories. All right, so check this out. So you have, at, at some point, at some point there's Irish Americans, right? At some point there's Italian immigrants, Italian Americans. Slowly, what happens is their country is far away. So slowly, they just kind of become American. They just blend in, and they just become American, right? Okay. The thing about Mexicans is we don't like choosing between one or the other. We still want to be both. We want to type a sentence in Spanglish and mix. I, it drives iPhone crazy. They're like, no, bitch. You know, iPhone is like, hey, man, I'm going to red underline this, red underline that. You need to pick one language. That's why we never fully just blend in. We never forget about our roots. So, so when they see us, it's a constant reminder of, hey man, you still kind of Mexican. Yeah. And and to some people, they feel like that's not American. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's like to me, the biggest thing is this: if you see an immigrant coming from any other country, at the end of the day, they don't bother nobody. At the end of the day, they're not bothering nobody. They're getting what every anybody else from any other countries coming here is to get a better life and give whoever is around them, their ba- their families back home, a better life. And, and you know what happens too, man? Honestly, is um when it comes to politics and stuff like that, sometimes a politician needs somebody to blame for for problems, right? Yeah. So sometimes it's uh it's the Muslims. The Muslims did everything. It's their fault. Or you know what? Uh, Mexico, the Mexicans, they they they, they the rapists. Yeah. You know they over here stealing the jobs. But my thing is this, when I call AT&T to bitch about my internet, my internet's tripping, it's a dude in India answer the phone. Oh, hello, hi, how you doing? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And he's trying to play it off like we yeah, in the same yeah, city. Yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. boy, it's a hot one today. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, uh, what part of H-Town you at, bro? He's like, oh, I'm not, uh, <clears throat> so we're going to get you straight away right now. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So like, as soon as he gets to it, he's like, "Hey, I, I'm yeah, not like, in Houston." I'm hoping you catch that one. He's like, "Man, I'm up in third world right now." Yeah, Chill like, out. Oh, okay. Well, man, hey, you I'm next up. to me then. That's where oh, I'm at. I appreciate it. When you gonna send somebody fix my internet? So, <laughs> so my point is this: like, we get blamed for everything, and right now it's just a political move. Uh, I did that album. They can't afford us all in uh, 0708. Yeah. It's damn near gonna be 10 years, and here we are, 10 years later. It's still a hot topic. It's always gonna be a hot topic. You know, we talked about that a while ago. I, my, I had a little theory while I was thinking, like, especially with Mexican folks, I feel like you're in your uh, infancy as far as now you guys are a big majority, a uh, big, big minority. So now they're gonna start focusing a little more on you. They're gonna start bringing up, and soon, as they soon try. as you guys grew in numbers, became the number one minority, immigration became a problem all of a sudden. Now they're saying, oh, there's too many people. Donald Trump saying they're sending only their bad ones out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I was seeing that, I was like, man, it kind of reminds me, same with black folks. Yeah. You know, going, what we've been going through, still going through, and I felt like, you know what, now it's, I see the Hispanic community, they're gonna start going through that same exact. And uh, you, you know what's trippy is that, like for instance, big minority versus majority versus numbers and all that. Yeah. One of the biggest lies we've been sold is mainstream what's mainstream right i'll give you an example uh when i do comedy tours and comedy shows around the country at uh stand up 
doing yeah. stand-up at comedy clubs, right? Um, technically, I'm not mainstream, and my audience is not a mainstream audience, right? However, I'll, I'll be selling out in some cities like on a Monday night, a Tuesday, or a Wednesday night, whereas their mainstream comedian comes in, does Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he can't sell out not one show to his mainstream audience. So, just looking at the numbers, we the new mainstream. Yeah, yeah. And when it comes to business, we bring more money because my crowd likes to drink beer Correct. a lot, yeah. a lot of beer, a lot of liquor. They buying bottles. Yeah. So at the end of the night, it's like holy shit. We ain't never. <laughs> we ran out of Dos Equis after the first show. We ran out of Corona after the second show. And we need to have you back ASAP. And we've never seen tickets sell out so fast. Uh, it was a great crowd. This is a new crowd to us. These people have never even been to our club. They didn't even know we were here. And we've never made this type of business. So. Over and over again, I'm seeing that we the new mainstream. You know what I'm saying? And the problem is that for a while, it was like, the, here's the thing with uh, us Hispanics in general. I'm not just referring to just one uh, heritage, like Mexican, Salvadorian, Honduran, oh, yeah, Latin. The, Latin in general. The problem is that we don't stick together. The problem is that between each other, we're always knocking each other. It's like, but if we would all stick together, I think we would do a bigger movement than what we well, well, the problem is that culturally, there are some differences. And the main thing that brings us together is mainly like the language more than anything. True. So for instance, for instance, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. Um, I, was at, I was at a Bud Light event at the uh, Copa America, the soccer thing, yeah. um, the other day at NRG. What tripped me out is um, Sprint had a booth, Coca-Cola had a booth, Bud Light had a booth. Everybody had booths. Some people had a stage for bands. Some people had a DJ. Everybody was playing Caribbean Latin music. It was reggaeton, it was salsa, it's merengue, it's everything else except for us. But it's the day of the Mexico game. Yeah. You have 10,000 green jerseys and nobody from our culture works at these Events. In these agencies, at the ad agencies, or some, well, if they do, they're scared to lose a job, so they just kind of sell out, right. and nobody speaks up, but I made it known to some of the people that were there, like, hey, um, every everybody's only playing, like, Latin music from other countries, it's like, they rarely, they might drop in, like, one Vicente yeah, or one Yeah, 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 yeah. Here and there, like, though, it's always, like, rarely when they drop it. Yeah, and it just didn't make any sense, it's yeah. like, y'all want our dollars, but y'all don't respect our culture. I'm surprised they didn't even play like at least a little bit of Tejano just because Nah they they look at Tejano bro like this is how they look at Tejano. The same way they look at Tex Mex food. The same way they look at Cajun and Cree and Zydeco. Meaning this is this what it is. Meaning it's it's born in America of foreign roots. So it's a bastard. They look at it like it's a bastard child. It doesn't fit over here and it don't fit over there. It's it's, it's it gets dismissed. In um in professional cuisine and chefs a lot of people look down on Tex-Mex. And if you look at my whole style, my whole style is a smorgasbord of Texas, Mexican, American, Mexican, hip-hop, urban. My shit is all mixed up, yeah. and it works for me. But, like, let's just say in the food world, they look at Tex-Mex as like, yeah. If you look at the Grammys, yeah. if you look at the Grammys, they put, um, they can't put the handle with the Mexican because that's from Mexico, that's regional Mexican. It, Tex-Mex, the handle is, is uh, American. So they put it with bluegrass and like Cree, uh, Zydeco, and they yeah. don't know where to put it. Yeah. It's a new yeah. committee every year, every yeah. year, and they move it from here, they move it from there, and these poor bands are making albums, trying to submit some shit, and they don't know where the fuck to go. Yeah. That's a good point, man. So I know uh, 
So I want to get back to the podcast that you're coming out with. You already said, oh, you come out with. You had two episodes already. Yeah, yeah. So what's going to be the main vision? What's the main goal? Like, what do you want to bring it to the podcast? I mean, uh, one of the things that I want to tap into is figure out uh, what keeps people creative. Like, tap into um, where do you where do you um, get your imagination from? Like, really tap into some creativity more than anything. Yeah. Whether it's a chef, an MMA fighter. Um, I mean, I really haven't uh, figured it out completely. I- I'm going to arrive at that you know, after I do a bunch of interviews. But uh, more than anything, man, uh, I'm trying to be like the Violina of the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know Violina is, right? Um, of course. I'm just trying to build my audience and just try to um, just be more efficient at, 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 at uh, creating a community. You know, that's all I'm trying to do is just, is just get my audience together. So what got you into, uh, I mean, is that the main reason that you got into the podcast? Like I said, I know you got a lot of hustles. Oh, a lot of, I mean, a lot of, a lot, a lot of reasons. I mean, I started off doing college radio first, before anything else, DJing and public radio. Um, I know, I know a bunch of people, uh, I, I'm a fan of podcasts for one, so oh, I like really, I really awesome, listen to If a you bunch were to say, what podcast does Chingo listen to? What, what oh, you I listen to a lot, to? man. Um, Mark Marin, a lot of comedians. Um, yeah. Felipe Esparza. Um, there's a dude named Barry Katz. He's like an entertainment manager, so he drops a lot of game. Yeah. Uh, there's really good interviews. So, uh, oh, Tim Ferriss. Okay. Tim Ferriss is dope. Um, I've heard like one or two of Joe Rogan's, but I'm gonna start checking his out. What I like about Joe Rogan is that his shit is like on some business, meaning he, he shouts out that Onnit brand, the supplements, which yeah. he's a part owner of. Yeah. So if you try to do that in regular radio, like let's say I work for 97 on the box, and I just start shouting out my supplements and my tacos and this and that and my albums. They be like, hey, bro, that shit got to go through the sales department. You yeah. can't just be shouting out Donkey Boy right. and Eighth Wonder all you want. But he gets that straight, though. Like, he, he, he doesn't have to go through nobody. That's one of the podcasts I listen to is... That's one of the things I admire about him is, like, first of all, you get a little bit about Talk everything. About Joe Rogan? Yeah, uh-huh. through his podcast. You're basically going to get a little bit of everything. You're going to learn about... He's very blunt first second he's very um smart when it comes to all types of topics and third like you said you're going to know a bit about everything what he's sponsoring but you don't feel like you're attached to a business when it comes to it he's a good interviewer you know what i mean from the episodes i've heard because he gets people to open up and talk big time sometimes like some of the interviews i've done for practice sometimes they give me like short answers or they don't really and it's probably my fault for not setting it up to where Okay, yeah, man, we just hanging out. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's probably my fault. So I got to be a better interviewer so that people can feel like they could just talk about whatever. But I, I think I heard your last podcast. Honestly, I liked it, dude. Okay, like, I like it. I'm, I'm one of the ones who need Except, I, honestly, I was going to write you because the link wasn't working. Oh, yeah, somebody else told me. Yeah, and I was, was going to tell you, but I was like, who is... Chingo doesn't know me, so he's gonna be no, like, I'll be like, hey, good looking out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I wasn't gonna go say see that. Where this dude is. Yeah. <laughs> so, 52 weeks in. <laughs> yeah, I might like some of these. <laughs> yeah. Five weeks later, like, who is this who said him in this episode <laughs> didn't work? Deep all in there, yeah, man. so I don't know why, man. I went to the podcast and I pressed copy link or whatever, and when I pasted it in my bio, it was tripping, but I think now I got it to where it kind of works. It'll say, hey, this. This link is about to take you outside of Instagram. Like, is that cool? Because that's some Facebook shit. Yeah. Facebook yeah. bought Instagram. Um, actually, I wanted to ask you another thing, man. Uh, Chingo, actually, thank you again for being on our podcast, man. But one of the biggest questions I always wanted to ask you whenever I met you was, 
Dude, how do you keep so many grinds going at once, man? Like, you have so many inspirations going all around you, and it seems like you keep going, man. Yeah, bro, do you sleep? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I sleep, but um, <laughs> honestly, um, this is how I describe it, man. This is what I'm trying to work on. So, pretend this is my team and my machine, right? Okay. So, ideas, ideas are a mile a second, right? You could come up with a thousand. We could brainstorm right now and write 10 pages of ideas. All those ideas got to pour in one side, on the other side of the funnel, product has to come out. You know what I'm saying? So, so if you have all these ideas pouring in, but only little drops are falling into the bucket, that means something's broken with your, your system. Okay. Either you're in the way, you're, you're micromanaging people, you're not delegating, or, or you're not a good leader, or, or you need to add a person to help. You know, okay. you need to build your team up so that it could flow out. And I'm gonna give you an example of somebody that has a good machine and a good team. Uh, Joel Osteen, Kevin Hart, The Rock, People like that, dog, like, I, I'm just gonna give this one story. I've told this story a million times and I'm gonna leave y'all with this and I'm gonna go grab my food. Okay. So I'm gonna end it with this little Kevin Hart story. All right, so, I'm gonna give you the short version. So not too long ago, Kevin Hart was filming an event with uh, Comedy Central. They're doing some show uh, where they had a few comedians. It was at a little spot, low key, right across street from my house, right? Okay. Over there in, in a third. So that's where Kevin Hart was at. Um, me and my girl showed up like around 8 p.m. We see the black suburban park right across from the sidewalk. We see all these big movie lights like they just filmed the entrance. Yeah. The people say, hey, man, you just missed Kevin. Kevin just walked in. All right, we'll chill out here for a second. My boy's in there. When he comes out, he's going to let me know what, what we missed. So I'm looking on Kevin's Snapchat. He was at my gym earlier that day, 24-hour fitness, like Midtown. So I'm like, damn, we went this morning. We must have just missed him. This is a big star that I look up to. And he went to my gym. Now he's across the street from my house. Like, he's right there. Yeah. So I told my girl, all right, we know what? We wasting time. We out here being thirsty. Let's go. <laughs> we got to be some boppers. I'm, I'm being a male bopper right now. is real right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> thirsty. Let's go get a drink. So we went to a bar, called Uber, went to a bar down the street. So now, 20 minutes go by, we order a drink, we, we drinking, we chit-chatting. At about 45 minutes to an hour, um, I check his snap again to see you know, if he's still in the H. This motherfucker is on a jet already. He's on a private plane headed to do his next thing. So the idea that popped into my head is, he literally like has an amazing team to where ain't no time being wasted. And I'll give you an example. So when he went in to film, he couldn't have no homeboy type situation like, oh, what's up, Kev? Yeah, man, sorry, man. We got to finish charging these batteries for these cameras. Oh, we still setting up the lights. Are you good, though? Hey, man, where the hoes at? Yeah, we going to get the lights going. Yeah, yeah, you good, man. Just chill, bro. You ain't got nowhere to go. We going to get it done. Yeah, we going to yeah, get yeah, it yeah. done. Yeah. We got you. We going to wing it. That ain't going to cut it because the way it really happened is Kevin's people say, hey, at 8.55, he has to be on the plane back to L.A. to promote a movie he's in. Yeah. So by 8.30, he's going to be in that Suburban headed to the airport. Where, mind you, he don't got to go through TSA because it's private. He just goes straight through and we're going to get him on the plane. So the point is, when he gets here, he's going to do his job. He's going to have his script and have his lines memorized, right? All y'all better do y'all's job so that everything can flow properly. If somebody drops the ball and the script ain't typed up, it's not a quality script on time, if somebody's not in their place and their position, then he can't move on to do what he's got to do. Right. So in order for him to have the Nike shoes, have the voice of the animated film, and have all these other projects, the movie with The Rock, all this other stuff that we probably don't even know about yet, is you got to have a cold team 
and the team gotta be on point. Basically, the team is what makes like exactly. keeps you rolling. Keeps yeah, man, because hey, Jordan can't win a championship by himself. Nope. I don't care how good you are, you're not gonna beat a whole squad. And that's what you're up against. Unless you have Phil Jackson who says, hey, Jordan, we gotta run the offense like this, man. You're gonna have to pass the ball yeah. to Steve Kerr. Man, Steve Kerr ain't as good as me, I know. But we gonna get the people away from you. They double teaming you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we got to get the ball to Horace Grant. Man, Horace Grant, he be fumbling the ball. I know, but he's tall and he's down there. You can't, you know what I'm saying? You can't do what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. got to, we're doing this to get you in position to score. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. We're still going to score and we're, either you want to be that leading scorer with no ring or you want to maybe not win that award, but you still win a couple others and you got a ring. All right, man, I trust you, man. Let's run it. That's what's up, man. That's a hell of a way to leave it off, too. Really about, it's about not just yourself, it's about team. the team, man. You gotta have a team that's strong and right. But you know I can't leave Chingo like that, man. Uh, actually, I have one more. Just one more. What made you get into stand-up? Uh, were, were you always trying to get into stand-up? Or, or was it like, because I remember when I seen the Pepsi uh, mic pass. Do you remember? That was a while back. You were like, Chingo bling, the tamale yeah. man, and something. And it just Real kept worth going. a hundred grand, bobblehead. Yeah, there you I go. I remember. Oh, <laughs> I remember that. Bobblehead and hand made the popo do the running man cowboy hat. Let you know where I'm coming from. You uh, killed that, I'm but I'm like big pun. I'm prom night with a cummerbund. I got my. <laughs> my money stretched like longevity dope pulling white girls with feds from the 70s show cause when chingles in the house all the mommies sacude bule bule nalgas diule let's do it <laughs> yeah so stand up was my first dream man uh, I, went, I moved from San Antonio back to Houston to pursue stand up but then my chingle bling persona and mixtape started I started getting feedback and I said hey I might have something yeah I pursued it all right, y'all. So I'm going to grab my grub, and then hey, we're going to get back you. to shooting this hey, video. Thank you, really, yeah, man. We appreciate yeah, it, man. Thank, thank you. you. Best of luck thank with you, the podcast. Man. Appreciate that. Here you go, Stecker. For sure. Hell yeah. Yes, this is Barbershop. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank shout you, man. Out your, shout out your sure. podcast or whatever, man. Oh, yeah. So um, can get to it. Uh, likewise, man. So my podcast is called What Did He Said? You got to search it like that, because if you type in Chingo, that's a cuss word, and Apple don't allow it. Appreciate it, man. I like chips and salsa When it's tech season, fuck your baby mama I swear, I swear I cannot hear you, you can say the drummer I like chips and salsa, I like chips and salsa I like chips and salsa, I like chips and salsa Came upon a check, that's a lot of commas One zero 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 then a comma Add them all up, that's the chips and salsa Yes, I say what I mean and I mean what I say I'm in my trap, got whipping up the damn masa Hoes where they surfboard, cause I got ways 25 lighters and I'm about to get paid I like chips and salsa, I like chips and salsa When it's tech season, fuck your baby mama I swear, I swear I cannot hear you, you can say the drummer I like chips and salsa, I like chips and salsa
chips and salsa, I like chips and salsa. I like chips and salsa, I like chips and salsa. Came up on the check, that's a lot of commas. One zero 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 and a comma. Add them hoes up, that's that chips and salsa. Big big booty chick, now that's that chips and salsa. Yeah, she gon' shake that ass for a couple dollars. I like green.